what does it actually feel like when you're walking across those coals? Could you feel the heat? <laughs> you oh, you can feel it. You keep yeah. going. Yeah. Um, the first time I walked across coals, I was terrified. You know, we okay. have all these walls that were <laughs> built around us, and yeah. um, actually, Tony came uh, up to me, and I was hesitating. There were people on the other side, and. Um, and uh, he yelled in my ear, just do it. I was like, <laughs> right across, yeah. wipe, 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 wipe your feet. And the second time, better. Yeah. The third time I got a little uh, relaxed about it and um, I burned my feet a little bit. But okay. the next morning, you know, anything is gone. So you yeah. really don't worry about it. So I think it's just one of those ways that you can safely get through your um, unbeliefs. Mm -hmm. And when you're driving that into your emotions and your um, muscle memory, then it's it's deeper. Hey, this is a quick shout out from one of our awesome sponsors. Check this out. Thank you to Tracy down at Tranquil Turn Massage in downtown Coeur d'Alene. Look, my wife and I, we see Tracy and her team every single month for a couple's massage, and it is the best thing. Tracy is a master massage specialist and a Hanu Ashiatsu trainer. You need to reach out to Tracy and her team. Make sure that you tell them that I sent you, and you'll get 25 bucks off your next massage. Also, while you're there, check out CDA Brows, Body, and Ink. Make sure to tell Tracy that I sent you, and you'll save 100 bucks on your next tattoo brows and plasma tightening services. <laughs> DL, you're the chief investor developer at Honors Way Group and a retired engineer. You've been in commercial real estate investing and developing for 19 plus years. You've worked with Lockheed Martin, HP, Northrop Grumman, Nestle USA, the U.S. Army, and so much more. I'm excited for this. Thank you for your time. Thank you for having me today, Eric. I appreciate your carving out the time of your busy day. Oh, absolutely. I'm so excited to, to get your story out to the world there. I like to kick the show off by going back a bit, though. Like, where did you grow up and what was childhood like for you? Well, uh, I was born at a very young age. Yeah, <laughs> so that's about the that's about the best joke that you'll get out of an engineer. Right. <laughs> uh, but I, I love it. To Eric, so help me out. Um, that, that's awesome. Um, I, I was born to, uh, parents, um, my, my parents were teachers and so they didn't have a business background, um, hard workers that came out of that, but also, um, a broke family. So I didn't grow up with a lot of money. I, but I did learn how to work hard. So with that, I was able to raise my kids and my daughters in the same work ethic so that they're hard workers. They can work circles around most adults I know. Um, and that's a real blessing. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. You know, for me, I grew up listening to guys like Tony Robbins uh, and, and, and just those motivational speakers that, and that really helped change my mindset in life. But for you, like who inspired you to go that engineering route to, in, in, to, do, to get you to do what you're doing today? Well, I have been to a number of Tony Robbins events as an adult. Awesome. I've walked across the coals four times. <laughs> Come on. So. That's amazing. Yeah, all in there. And it really helps you to push past your limits, your limitations, your mental, emotional, spiritual limitations. And you just feel like you can do anything. You can take on the world. Um, I uh, actually had wanted to be a surgeon when I was in high school. And because of my um, socioeconomic um, position, you know, I went a different route. Now I'm all into 
um, naturopathic therapy, homeopathic, chiropractic, and totally yeah. against surgery. So I think the Lord had a purpose uh, even way back then. Um, I'm very logic oriented. And so that's why my career as an engineer um, or as a commercial real estate investor developer, it really uh, keys into the way I'm wired. Mm. So I'm, I'm happier. And I think that if people know how they're wired, if they're people driven or if they're task driven, then they're just happier in their life doing what they're naturally good at. Yeah. Oh, man, that's awesome. I think it's so good to just, if you rely on what the Lord's given you as a gift, right? To go in and just all in for that. When you talked about walking on the coals with Tony Robbins, though, that's a huge like goal of mine. What does it actually feel like when you're walking across those coals? Could you feel the heat? <laughs> you Oh, you can feel it. You keep yeah. going. Yeah. Um, the first time I walked across coals, I was terrified. You know, we okay. have all these walls that were <laughs> built around us and- yeah. Um, actually Tony came, uh, up to me and I was hesitating. There were people on the other side and, um, and, uh, he yelled in my ear, just do it. I was like, <laughs> right across, yeah. wipe, 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 wipe your feet. And the second time better. Yeah. The third time I got a little, uh, relaxed about it. And, um, I burned my feet a little bit. But okay. the next morning, you know, anything is gone. So you yeah. really don't worry about it. So I think it's just one of those ways that you can safely get through your um, unbeliefs. Mm -hmm. And when you're driving that into your emotions and your um, muscle memory, then it's it's deeper. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so cool. So cool. Uh, like I mentioned, you're the chief investor and development developer there at Honors Way Group. For those who don't know, like what is Honors Way Group? Where did it, the name come from? How did it all come together? We are a group of investors um, and we're developers in the Dallas area. So um, I started out my, my commercial um, career in real estate, uh, 2005, and picked up my per first property in 2009. So I took over a small apartment complex. I forced 80% vacancy, kicked out all the drug dealers and prostitutes and uh, did the rehab and retinited with small working families. And in that way, we were able to double the value in a year um, and create a lasting change in that neighborhood that had been a drug property. So I really get this uh, classy class uh be conversion. Mm -hmm. um, and you, you notice that I had a few years before I picked up my first property because I was learning everything that I could about real estate. So there's a big difference of somebody who is going in there with training or going into, you know, 100 units right out of the gate. There's right. that knowledge base. So here we have a market that is challenged because we have an educated or inexperienced folks that are trying their best. Mm -hmm. um, another shift that I would recommend is uh, some of the gurus are telling you, quit your job and just jump into the fire, <laughs> right? Yeah, I've heard that a million <laughs> times. Yeah. Way to go. Uh, especially if you've built a career and you've put a couple decades into that, 
um, you want to phase out of it. You want to have a goal. And mm -hmm. I don't know what that is for some people. I just wanted to double my income and cash flow. Some people want to maybe replace their income in cash flow. Um, some of the market uh, deals that are out there, there's no appreciation left in those deals. So people are going to get in trouble, of course. And then the um, cash flow is marginal. So when rents normalize, then they're going to be in trouble that way. But we buy commercial real estate both to have the cash flow and the safety net of the appreciation or the appreciation and the safety net of the cash flow. We've got dual opportunity to succeed. And so we're buffered there. Mm. So we are focused on class A luxury, multifamily only. Uh, we have a sister property, which is 22 North, Northwest of Austin. And it is recession proof. It did super great through the pandemic when those rent moratoriums were were happening i only saw uh rent specials on our property for one time just one time wow so we want to focus on the right asset class eric and mm -hmm. we want to make sure that we're working with recession proof um a lot of the uncertainty in the market right now is because the pandemic uh, shifted retail completely. Um, it has also shifted warehouse completely. Hmm. And um, it also shifted the class B and the class C workforce housing completely. Because if we look at those rent moratoriums as a, a case study, then the Supreme Court has told the um, CDC that they cannot do that again. That was unlawful. But Congress could come in and do that again. So we want to stay away from an asset class that would be controlled by the government. Um, yeah. Our tenants are professional tenants, probably in their 30s, and they are building their career. They, they pay rent um, as an afterthought. So we're focused on asset class uh, first and asset allocation. Mm. Um, what do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, I think that's it's so interesting that you know you you should focus on those the the folks there that are able to pay the rent and you know be able to ha be those professional folks. Um, and it's interesting when you said like Congress can get involved. Like, obviously, that's never a good thing. I think if you get the government involved and stuff like that, um, yeah. So I think I think it's good that you focus on that area and and it and kind of leaning towards kind of what I was interested in, in hearing more from me about is you guys have this brand new or you're developing a 450 class a luxury garden style units there right there in the Dallas area. It looks amazing from the website there. Can you deep dive into that project a little bit more? It's a godsend. Uh, we could talk about it all day. Yeah, uh, it is 450 class a luxury uh, multifamily units garden style. We have four story on um, seven of our, units are, are buildings on phase one and we have three buildings that are three-story we can get 284 units on our phase one which if we had to stop there great um, our apartments are oversized so our average apartment size is 1100 square feet uh, oh. lofted ceilings um, just all of the class a luxury that the professionals like and 
we're providing workforce housing for the professionals who, right. you know, they're not going to stay in a thousand dollar unit, a classy unit. Right. They, they want to have safe neighborhoods. They want to have professional services. Um, and so that's what we're focused on. And this morning I was on the phone, you know, talking through some things with our civil and our uh, general contractor and our co-developer. And just working through the next issues on our zoning compliance plan because we're ninety percent uh, entitled, so we're okay. going to break ground in a couple short months. I'm super Come excited on. about that. That's yeah. exciting. Oh, that's awesome. I mean, you're obviously very successful in what you do, and I think real estate is a tough industry for most people. What is it that you do, and your most successful peers do that most people are not doing? Well, you know, one of the things that I did was I did go to some of these syndication seminars, mm. um, mostly to make contacts because with 19 years of experience, I could tell if they were accurate or not. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yep. um, and then I stopped going because really they're telling people to buy anything that doesn't, that doesn't make sense at all. Right. You have to have the accurate um, deal analyzing. You have to make sure that you have both cash flow and appreciation. So if you look at a land development deal um, in comparison to a class B or a class C conversion, we are going in and we're forcing value mm -hmm. uh, on that land. And we have um, we've about doubled the value of the land at this point. Same wow. thing. Right. That's what you want to do. First year, double the value. And um, so I'm, I'm not afraid of the land development. Uh, we the Lord has walked us through. He has kept us in the, the safe path. He gave us a, an off market deal. So I was analyzing deals wow. all across South Dallas, everywhere in Dallas. I was analyzing deals north of of Denton and south of Denton. And I came across this little sign, you know, classic, how to find a deal. It was a little sign with the owner's uh, cell phone number on it. So if you want to look for great deals now, don't, don't be talking to brokers, go to a probate attorney, right? All the things yeah. that we know to do, probate attorney, divorce attorney, uh, courthouse steps, um, be, looking on the computer, but be driving the miles too. Mm -hmm. And you really want a good, good, good deal. I think it's so important. Uh, make sure that everything is lined up and, and, you know, I'm a man of faith. So I think prayer comes into play when it comes to making business decisions and things like that. How does faith come into play with your business decisions? Prayer is a great answer, Eric, because yeah. there is a lot of stress. Mm -hmm. And if we allow it to, the world will come in and they'll stress us out and we'll make a decision that wasn't exactly accurate. Yeah. But if we do things like praying for our enemy, the Lord will show us how that enemy is going to try to mess us up that week. And we'll have a chance to um, correct that situation and move forward. Um, that's one of the things that has been really helpful for me right now because we've got some concern in the market. We have some volatility while the market is just doing its thing of it's correcting itself. Yeah. Um, 
a lot of people have not gone through a couple market cycles, so they don't know by experience that the market is just correcting itself. And we expected that. So prayer has helped me uh, just exactly like you said, just to deal with the stress and yeah. come up with a good idea. Mm. Sometimes so, you just need, right? Yeah. So important there. <laughs> Sorry. I just need a good idea. Yeah. Oh, it's so important to, to do that. When you're looking at, you know, places to invest in and, and pick up a new property there, what types of things are you looking for in that property? What are the non-negotiables that you kind of have in place to, that would say, yep, this is, it has to have this in place for me to move forward? Yes, we want to be um, looking at infill property. Um, I know that there's a lot of growth that had gone up to um, north of Dallas uh, toward McKinney um, to talk about our market over the past 10 years. And then also there's a lot of um, growth going up to Salina, Prosper, um, Anna, but that market is actually an hour away from jobs. So mm. jobs would be key. We're in Denton, we're um, 30 miles from Plano, 30 miles from South Lake, 30 miles from uh, Dallas, um, downtown Dallas. And so we're hitting three job markets for professionals. Jobs are key um, yep, yep. with us, utilities to the lot is, those are key. Um, infill, multifamily zoning. We don't want to hold a property and wait to get zoned because, you know, it's a $6 million property. Hmm. Yeah. Man, it's what so good to think? have those. Yeah. I think it's so good to have non-negotiables in play for anything in life, you know, whether it's doing business or, you know, your just own morals or your habits, your rituals and daily routines, like those non-negotiables are so important just in life. Uh, you know, and if you sway from them, that's, I think where people start to make mistakes, right? If you're not having uh, high standards for yourself or having those non-negotiable place, that's where people start getting off track there a little bit. That brings up a really good point that has helped us a lot is value matching. Mm. Do you, do you know this value matching? I, no, it sounds interesting. though. <laughs> what, yeah, what is that about? More related to the people aspect okay. where if we're bringing people on our team, we want to make sure that we're uh, matching in values, like yeah. a, a thousand percent honest and transparent, right? That's a mm. key because if you know the truth, the truth will set you free. If we are not operating transparently and honestly, then um, it's tough. But if we are, you know, Stephen Covey talks about the speed of trust in his sequel. Yeah. And if we have trust, if we slow down and have trust, then we actually go faster with people. Mm. That's so good. So good yeah, there. Smart. They're so smart. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and, and as you were saying that, I'm like, man, the people that I've connected with and related with most, we have that value matching going on. And, and the yes. people that I've done things with, it's so good there. Uh, you know, and you've invested a, a ton of money, over $100,000 into really education and, um, you know, learning more about commercial real estate and asset protection, tax reduction strategies, all of that. And even Tony Robbins was so good. What has been the hardest lesson, though, that you've learned? And how did you get through that on this journey of, of you know, real estate and engineering that you've had? The hardest lesson, there's a lot to choose from. Yeah. <laughs> right? 
Um, one of the challenges that I've had as um, a woman who is in commercial real estate is uh, when I was in California, I had a tough time getting people to work with me, even though I had a really successful engineering career and I had all the education in commercial real estate. Um, so what I did was I uh, picked a project that I could handle on my own and instead of trying to reach for the stars. Um, I did have a great six figure income, you know, 130,000, uh, 15 years ago, I wow. guess it was. And oh, so, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So that was pretty good. Yeah. Um, and, um, so I picked up a property that I could manage and when the property needed money, then I gave it money and the property paid me back. And when it needed time, I gave it time. And it the property actually paid me back very well because I got to the point where we could have, we could get all our rents in uh, the first week of the month, pay bills and do all the repairs the first week of the month. And then I could travel three mm. weeks and I could go visit my kids out of state. Um, I could work in the morning and play in the afternoon. Uh, and so it does give you a lot of flexibility when um you do that so i would say that would be a great reason for anybody looking at commercial real estate to think really how can i do this the writing is on the wall guys you have to do something to diversify mm -hmm. you have to do something different we can't store our money in banks we can't store our money in the stock market the stock market will take it but if you have a, a hard asset then you can put your money into the hard asset and it's not going to walk away. Hmm. Yeah, that's so good. So good. I, I think it's so important to diversify and, and, you know, even as entrepreneurs where, you know, I think as a minimum, like you should have seven streams of income, right? Seven different areas that you're having some sort of cash flow come in and it's so good to diversify. I think that's, that's a key takeaway for people listening to this show there. Um, so we talked about you've got this, you know, 450 class A luxury garden style units you're, you're developing right now. What else is on your plate right now? What are you most excited about right now? Nothing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's a completely opposite paradigm. Yeah. Uh, and that's one of the reasons I stopped going to the syndicator, uh, you know, uh, workshops. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me is because this is all we're focused on. Mm. This is about a four or five um, four or five deals in one. It's, it's yeah. huge. Yeah. And we're not focused on going out and getting a thousand units this year or, you know, 5,000 units in two years or whatever. Um, we want to stay focused on this property. Yeah. We want to give our investors a good solid return. Hmm. We want to be, um, true to our, uh, civil, our, <coughs> excuse me, our, um, our engineers, our architects, um, our general contractor. Now, when my general contractor takes over this property on the horizontals and especially the verticals, mm -hmm. then I will start to look for that next project because they'll get it done. It'll go so fast when we start going vertical. Yeah. Um, so right now, just not a lot. And actually trying to, Eric, trying to look for places where I can uh, take a pause and give myself time to think, um, you know, take a walk around the property um, and 
not do as much so that I have that bandwidth so I can hear from the Lord, think about next steps and really get to the best resolution. Hmm. Yeah. So important to take those breaks. I think I get caught up in the work place. And I think so many people get caught up in the workplace or a task and not balancing that, you know, uh, family time and business and, and really just meditating and listening for the Lord. You know, part of my daily routine is just spending the first 20 minutes in prayer and, and meditation, listening to worship music and things like that. What do you get from that? Yeah, for me, it's really a time of, you know, I, I, what, the first thing that I do when I wake up is immediately go, man, thank you, God, for another day to see and hug and hold my family. Cause I, you never know when it's going to end. Right. And so I immediately go into thankful mode and then it's make my bed, come upstairs, turn on that worship music and, and spend time in prayer. And, and it's very much a, uh, gratitude, uh, you know, thank you for the life that I've had, the, the cars that are paid off, right? Like I'm debt free, like God, thank you for my family and health. And, you know, so spend time in that. And for me, it's really time for me to just kind of shut up and let the Lord speak for a moment. Right. Um, you know, I've, I've been able to, my, my music collection for my worship playlist is probably, I think it's like two weeks long. So it's got a lot of songs on there. And so when I come in, I hit shuffle on that. And I really just allow the God, uh, I allow God to just play the song that's meant for me for that morning. And sometimes it's like, all right, that song maybe spoke to me. But then there's some times where I'm like, all right, God, I hear what you're saying. Like, I need to make this change. And, and so then I go and I just spend some time in journaling. So it's so important. And that's one of my non-negotiables is spending that time of prayer, even when I'm traveling for work or things like that. For me, it's just that time for me to draw close to God and say, man, God, I'm putting everything that I'm stressing about, everything that I'm thinking about, everything that I want, I just put it at your feet and I'm just going to go on your timeline. And sometimes that's hard to say, all right, God, I'm going to give you this on my timeline or your timeline, right? Like I, we all as humans, we want it now, right? So it's that time for me to kind of just slow down, let the God, let God speak to me and, and really just, you know, direct me in, in my decisions and, and life and things like that. It's the safe zone. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. That's yeah. Very much the safe zone. And, you know, uh, and I think some people that I've, you know, they, they want to get in and they think it's all this mystical moment of like, oh man, I have to be left of my hands and all this stuff. And, and for me, it's just like, Hey, you know what? I just want to come and have a regular conversation with God and he'll hear me. And, and, uh, you know, it's those moments I think where I feel closest to him that I'm just having this, you know, man-to-man -man talk with God, like, man, God, I'm, I'm sorry that I had this, you know, I'm sorry that I did this, right? And, and those moments there. Um, Absolutely. It's so important for that. You you talked about, you know, you going to see your kids and, and working and things like that. And there's this, you know, I, I think the myth of the work-life balance there. How do you, you know, do that myth or that work-life balance being successful that you are, but still having that time for family and, and still having that time for, for walking with the Lord? Um, I really have to work on it because with, with my personality type, I enjoy work. And mm. so <laughs> work is also yeah. my place. So I, I have to think, okay, I need to schedule in some fun. And so yep. it's like <laughs> an action item that I have to do. And then I'm out with friends, with family, and, you know, we're all having a good time. You can come back rested and relaxed and recharged. It can't all be about work. Yeah. So yeah, I'm still growing. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. One of the things when I spoke with Ed Milet, uh, he had said, look, Eric, you got to 
understand and know the acronym CANI, C-A-N-I, and it's constant and never-ending improvement. And so I'm always growing. I'm always trying to see how I can be better at podcasting and talking with people and networking and things like that. So good. This has been a great conversation, DL. Like, what's the best place for folks to connect with you, to support you, um, to follow you and subscribe to your channels? Absolutely. We do some educational videos for commercial real estate, and you can find our website at honorswaygroup.com. We have a YouTube channel of Honors Way Group, and our current project is um, the prestige at mayhill.com. Uh, so any of those uh, avenues are great. So I appreciate your taking the time to talk with me and um, do a peer-to-peer -peer conversation, which is so awesome. Oh, this is so good. I, I loved our conversation. You're an absolute world changer and uh, so excited to uh, you know see this all come into play. And I'll definitely put all the links to your websites and your social media channels down in the show notes. Uh, but this has been an amazing conversation. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you, Eric. Thank you so much for checking out the show today. I really appreciate it. I hope that my guest was able to bring you some amazing wisdom and knowledge to help you continue to fight for your goals, your dreams, and your purpose. If you could do me one big favor and just hit that subscribe button, I would so appreciate it. Thank you so much for your time. Keep changing the world. I believe in you. Have an amazing day.